think you about to love this shit, nigga. What's up? This book. I'm, I'm not the, reading that book. No, you ain't got to read it, but I'm fucking with you. No, I like I, It's important Yeah I've learned that again In the last Yeah So we're gonna We're gonna go on and dive in man This is uh The reality is where Filtering becomes extinct This is episode 367 What up franchise Yo man Um Happy belated birthday to me You know what I'm saying It's Aquarius Your. season A lot of beautiful things Happening in the world right now Yeah I can't shout out all the Aquarius Because there's so many of them Yeah That man. I know Yeah It's Black History Month Hip hop turns fifty. There's yeah. a lot of great shit going it's on right now. A lot of great shit going. It's good energy. Happy birthday! Happy belated birthday to you. Happy Thank belated you. birthday to AP. Yeah, yeah. Um, we had a good time last week, man. We did. Hanging it was out with enjoyable. them. Enjoyable. I, you know what? It's very rare that I meet black men in Dallas that I like. <laughs> and then we all sat down at the table and realized out of eight of those niggas, it was only one dude probably from Dallas. And maybe yeah, which one was? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It was yeah, the one oh, sitting boy, next like, to you, right? No, it was the one right in front of me. Man, the one, like, yeah, in front of you. Something. Like and that. he was on the side of me. Yeah. But he was cool. Cool. But it was just like the whole room was cool, man. It was a good vibe. Yeah. Um, a lot of a lot of transplants. A lot of transplants. A lot of bro. transplants. And I think that was dope too. And you know, to be in there, a lot of black people, a lot of love. Everybody paid for their ticket. Nobody right. skipped out on their ticket. Skipped out. I almost skipped out because this motherfucker was taking so long yeah, to bring. Yeah, Yummy was taking a she while. She was taking. Yeah, that was her name, <laughs> Yummy man. She, she took for a minute, nigga. But to she bring did my a great shit. job. She though, did a great job with her bro. little system. Yes. Yeah. Shout out to Yummy. Yeah, man. But uh, man, we're gonna talk about a lot today. Yeah. This is probably gonna be more of a milk to food episode. Mm-hmm. Of course, there's gonna be some jokes, you, you man. You might need to explain that to people when you well, say that. What does I, that mean? I, I wanted to. We were gonna change the podcast name from Milk to Food. Pivot. And I still think about it. I just didn't want to lose the following that we already have, right. jump into something else, rebranding and yeah, everything yeah, else. Yeah, yeah. And I thought about it. I was like, maybe I'll start calling these type of episodes mm-hmm. milk to food. Mm-hmm. So I think this is a milk to food episode explaining milk to food. If you got a baby, only so long <laughs> that little motherfucker can be on that succulent tip. Right. The succulent. Then you got to start putting that nigga on soft foods. Put, put on soft food. And then he starts seeing you eating the food and yeah. then he want that chicken bone. Right. And then them teeth start coming in. And them teeth start coming in and them niggas is non. Right. You know what I'm you saying? Need some solids. You ever seen that little Asian baby on Instagram and they got him in that box of Popeye's chicken and that nigga just ruffling? <laughs> you ain't seen that <laughs> shit? Seen that Yo, bro. Shit. He ain't, he, he's in that stage where they humped over. Like he can't really get to it right. so he just humped over and he can't put it to his mouth so he just like <laughs> the paper just rattling I'm gonna find it and send it to you so my niece sent me a picture of my great niece mm-hmm. doing the same thing it wasn't a chicken box but she said she was playing with her on the floor she left to go somewhere it was like spaghetti and she had like um like a piece of uh, garlic toast and everything uh, good hit spider cause I'm like oh, mm. you know what I'm saying <laughs> <laughs> got a cloudy up right I was like okay garlic bread but she sent me the video and it was like my knees eating this garlic bread and it was like nah 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 nah, nah. Right, right, and now right. that I'm talking about it I'm like I made do one of them videos where I put her in the corner while she doing that shit as I'm explaining it yeah. when I saw it I was just like yo so milk to food is basically milk to food it's basically that growth spurt when you grow Spirit. up Development. When you develop, yeah, you go from your adolescence to adulthood, mm-hmm. and you can't make, you don't really get an opportunity to make excuses for the things that you already know how to do. Right. You don't get credit for the things that you should be doing. Exactly. You see what I'm saying? Yes. And that's a milk to food stage, man, to where it's like we get into a point where we accept who we are, right. we understand who we are. And now we can take the lessons that we've learned, open to more experiences and lessons, Most and go out into the world and be an actual better person. Exactly. You know what? The soft food ain't going to do it no it more. It ain't going to do it no more. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Niggas is tired of cleaning now. up the shit off your back. You know, and the baby <laughs> shit up through the pamper up their back. I know you, I ain't got no kids, but I heard a story from every parent. <laughs> oh, nigga. hell yeah. They be like, I fed that nigga some peas. Down and shit. Oh, yeah. my God. Yeah. 
I remember them days. How you shit up the back to the back of your face? I don't even know how they got that. I don't know how that happens. <laughs> I get that pamper oh, tight. Motherfuckers, <laughs> yeah, motherfuckers got some thrust in that. God damn. Yeah, that pamper is tight. God damn. No, so before we dive directly into it, uh, you your first topic, bro, we were talking about therapy yeah. reflections. Yeah. What made yeah. you think about the therapy reflections? Like you wanted to talk about um, how your um, decision to go to therapy, how it impacts your children. Well, just not necessarily that, but just in therapy and yeah. the conversations that we have uh, for me, like recently, are about how the decisions that I make as a parent affect my children. You know what I mean? Because when I was growing up, um, I don't really think that I was in a generation where we got a lot of feedback. They gave yeah. a lot of feedback. They, or as as children, we were able to give feedback. Give, yeah, People yeah. didn't check in with the kids. No. You know what I'm saying? We just did. They just did what they did. And that's it. I'm a yeah. parent. I make the decision. And in some situations, you got to do that. You should do that. But when, as you, you know, as you recognize your own children, and as they get older, and you see their development, yeah. you know, you should be able to recognize what you think they can handle. Yeah. And in some decisions that you make, you need to check in with them to figure out. Because my kids are 14 and 12, but yeah. they're really like 16 and 14. And very mature. Yeah, they're, they're real mature. So I recognize that. Oh, when I make certain decisions, I got to check in with them and be like, "Yo, what is, what is y'all feedback on this? Because it affects you." So what do you think about it? And I, in the past, like I said, I didn't grow up like that. Yeah. I grew up, they just did what they did, and, and they didn't check in with the they kids. They didn't check in with you. So I'm trying to do it a little bit differently. But I told you, I think that's how, I did a show in D.C. one time, and shout out to Najee, and it was with Michelle Hope. Mm -hmm. And we were talking about, you know, upbringing and how it changes you. And I was like, I, I said when I was younger, I used to think the way white exchange between a mother and a father, or the, the parent and the child was a little bit, disrespectful mm -hmm. and the only reason I thought that is because like you say a lot of black households we don't give that space or we weren't given that space to say what we like what we don't like you want to go to church you got to go to church yeah. you know what I'm saying oh, yeah we going but white people give their kids an opportunity to think for themselves or a lot of them do not all of them of course somebody will say that but from right. what I've seen what you even see in movies they give them space to, to speak their mind and make a decision for themselves bro right. and I don't think people understand that puts them ahead of the curve in a lot of the ways in life because one thing that we don't know how to do a lot of times when we leave our parents' house is make decisions mm -hmm. because nobody Judgment, has allowed yeah. us to make decisions. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so it's important. But for um, for me, therapy reflections, bro, I've been going a lot lately and uh, I've just been talking about relationships, like how to be better in it. That's mm -hmm. why I started. Um, also just about career development. You know what I'm saying? For me, like I feel like right now in my career, I'm stuck mm -hmm. in like Siberia. I've Damn. literally applied for a hundred and Siberia. Yeah, bro. Like I've applied for 150 That's jobs. A a I cannot get out of the position mm. that I'm in. I'm a remote worker. So I have my clients here that I go see, mm -hmm. but because it's um, the companies in Atlanta and in Jacksonville, like I don't want to live there. So I would have to relocate in order to do something more there. Right oh, now, okay. that's not what I'm looking to do. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But here it's like I'm stagnant. Then even applying for jobs around here, I'm not getting those. So going, I go to therapy, bro, because. When you hear a hundred no's, they always say it just takes one yes. And yeah. I know that's the truth, but what are you doing in the moment of those 100 no's? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where you're getting, you know, turned down and some people not even looking at your resume. Or mm -hmm. if you look at your resume and you you know your resume is impeccable. I think I have an impeccable resume. Mm -hmm. Like, you can look me up on LinkedIn, nigga. Tony Roberts on LinkedIn. Like, but it's like sometimes I'm like, have I not done enough or have I done too much or what else do I need to do? So sometimes for me lately, therapy is about building my ego back up, mm -hmm. taking those hits, staying in the moment and learning those lessons from the moment. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Are you able now? I don't know how that is, but are you able to are you able to not get feedback from the, the folks that saying no? 
Because sometimes that helps. You don't. I, well, so I, I get a lot of, I just been getting a lot of those emails where it's like, hey, we, you know, thanks for your consideration, you know, blah, 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 blah. And they move yeah. on. Like, I don't even get into the interview stage. Okay. And then it sucked, bro. But I had a job interview last week and <laughs> they hit, I thought I was, it was just me. But when I got on the call, it was a Zoom call. It was like three other people. Mm-hmm. Now I flourish in, I flourish in situations like this, bro. Like when they put three, I said, okay. They, 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 I, I forgot what they called it, but they said they got 40 people and they're trying to get one person for brand management. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And it was like, we got 40 people. We doing these interviews with like three to five people on the phone to see who stands out. Boom. So they got me on this phone. Oh, so the other people that the other are also vying that, for the position are there. On the phone. Oh. Yeah. So, and we didn't know, like right. nobody knew. So it was me, it was this white guy and it was this young black dude from Oklahoma. So they were asking their questions. The young dude, I felt bad for him because he was stuttering through everything, bro. Oh, yeah. And I was just like, fuck, he, 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 he's blowing it. And then they gave it to me. I'm quick on my feet. I'm witty. I know my job. When they ask right. me questions, I know how to answer distinctly. Right. The white dude kept stealing my shit, bro. <laughs> that nigga was like, well, I'm going to piggyback off. He just kept saying, I'm going to piggyback off what Anthony just said. Blah, 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 blah. I didn't think. So after the interview was over, now, this is what I'll give Daryl. His name was Daryl. Nigga was good. He was really good. Mm-hmm. He would he would piggyback off me, and then he would pivot to his own stuff. Mm-hmm. The black kid was bumming it. So when I got off, they was like, hey, we'll call you guys by 1 o'clock. Two of you will move on to the next stage. Mm-hmm. I just knew it would be me and Daryl. Mm-hmm. Nigga, they picked me and the, the kid. Mm. We went to the interview the next day, went in there. They had four people in there. So we went into this room. They explained the job to us. You know, all the I'm in there. I'm going to be honest with you, bro. When I was in there, I was like, I don't belong here. For one, they had hip hop music playing in the front office. And I'm talking money bag, yo. Mm-hmm. I'm not with that <laughs> shit. So it was, a, the, it, it was the black kid. It was me, the white, uh, the white, a white chick I met, and this other chick. When I were, what I realized, bro, is I was already more advanced than these people. Mm-hmm. These are people starting out entry level. Yeah. I'm mid-level. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Senior trying to get to executive right so it's like bro i felt like i was out of place mm-hmm. and that that hurt my ego because it was basically a job that they wanted you to start here to get to the brand management job right. i said i applied for brand management the pay was ninety thousand to 110 you want me to start on a desk somewhere and in a six month period of time through a training process you can get to here but it's not guaranteed right no thank you mm-hmm. i had to cancel that and then the black kid when he came in nigga, this nigga had on a suit he had on some white ankle socks I said, I'm not. Some com- tube socks? I'm not competing with this nigga. Oh, my goodness. They called me later on that day. They was like, of course, I interviewed well there. They called me later on that day. They said, hey, Mr. Roberts, you know what? Out of all the candidates that were in the room, out of the 40, you're the one we want to select. I said, man, I hate to do this to you, but I can't take this job. I said, y'all had false advertisement. Y'all told me one thing. When I got there, it was another thing. Mm-hmm. I got to work to get up to here. It's like basically a, a, a bonus system and commission. I don't yeah. do commission. I need a set check to know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So for me, like I say, going through shit like that, going through all the no's, I needed something to build my ego, something to make me understand what I'm going through. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we do kind of get a little entitled. Oh, no question about it. Yeah. And, and see, I'm on the I'm on the back end. So I don't really, you know, like the energy you talking about. Like I, I had that 20 years ago. I don't right now. I'm just coasting. You in it. <laughs> I'm trying to get out of it. You know what I'm saying? I'm trying to get to the retirement phase. But uh, but yeah, you're right. It's it's a it's a hell of a competition. But and and all of these different components, your ego, you know, all of that information that you're getting, and, and as far as like, 
you know, what you feel like you need to do, where you feel like you need to be. There is a sense of entitlement, but you yeah. earn that, though. Yeah. You earn that based on your experience and the things that you've been able to do. Going so to college, getting know, certifications, yeah, you know getting licenses, and yeah. being in this job seven years. You know where you stack up. Exactly. Yeah. And like one recruiter told me um, when I was talking to him this week, he was like, when I look at your resume, he's like, you know, you worked at Fidelity. You worked at Home Depot. Now you're doing assistant project management stuff with HD Supply. And it's like, and I'm naming all these companies. I guess I'll bleep it. I don't really matter. Mm-hmm. I'm not speaking ill on them. But right, right. he was just like, you have a great resume and you've worked for some great Fortune 500 companies. And I'm like, I know. Then it's like I went to the University of Texas. I have a great school. Mm-hmm. Then Mavericks, go Mavericks. The Cornell shit. It's like my resume is impeccable, mm-hmm, bro. Mm-hmm. And he says sometimes that resume can also work against you. They want you to tone it down? Tone it down, nigga. Uh. And it's like, so then you realize, and you're like, I've worked yeah, hard for this game, shit. Yeah. Now I got to tone it down. And then you hate to have that question where you're like, is this because I'm black? Like, or do y'all not want to pay me? Mm-hmm. But then I met one guy and I asked for a certain um, salary. And he was like, the, one of the recruiters, he said, well, we're going to go ahead and bump that up. He was like, you need to at least be minimizing at 110. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yo, appreciate that. When he did that for me, it meant something because I'm like a white guy telling me to ask for more. Yeah. Sometimes black people don't ask for enough because oh, we're scared to do that, bro. This is true. This is very and true. And I'm guilty of that. I think we all are in some kind of way. Because I feel like we've had this thing created in our head that says ain't nobody going to pay us that much. Right. And That's sometimes like our own people don't right. pay us our own worth. Yeah, see, man, we ain't going to get into that during Black History Month, but that's that's <laughs> the truth, man. You know, like, I don't I don't think that in some situations... You know, we value each other the way that At we all. value these other folks, these other people. That's, and that's unfortunate because, you know, and we talk about this all the time when it comes to, you know, ownership and, and leadership and management positions and things like that. Yeah. Because if we're not in those places, then them folks are only going to go for the people that look like them and that they're comfortable with. Yeah. And then we lose out on all the opportunities. But that's what I was wherever telling you. Look, wherever you look. And the industry. And that's why I was telling you when we had that podcast a couple of months back when we were talking about being um, black, more black people need to be in executive levels, in hiring levels to not only bring in good black people and other minorities, but picking the right white people. Yeah, oh, exactly. Because exactly. a black person can sit across from a white mm-hmm. person and tell if they're entitled. No doubt. We can tell if they may be racist or prejudiced mm-hmm. or have some diversity issues. You can tell if a Mexican person like I don't know if, uh, other races have this, but literally it feels like black people have an innate ability to see people for who they are. Mm-hmm. We can misjudge a lot of people we because can. we're guarded, especially we misjudge a lot of white people because of we our do. guard yeah. with them. But at the same time, bro, it's like we have an innate ability to pick the good in people. Right. That is our culture, get bro. Get to the core of it. Uh, get to the core of get it, bro. To the core of it. It's, yeah. it's bigger than that, man. But I thought that was a good topic talking about that, bro. Um, and, 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 and even talking about therapy, I've learned to be patient. Mm-hmm. Like I said, sometimes we are entitled. So I use this analogy, 187. And I was talking to a friend and I was like, you know what? Think about if God is looking at us like this table is the earth Mm -hmm. and it's a whole bunch of people here. And God is like, so you're saying the earth is flat. The earth is flat. (laughs) We on our Kyrie shit. You know what I'm saying? We got to put this video out. And and God is playing, you know, he he doing his little puppeteer master, Mm -hmm. you know, puppet master shit. And I'm 187 in line. And he say Anthony's blessing is he number 187 in line. Bump his his ass up. No, his no. His he he his blessing is 180. 181, the people in front of me, okay. they getting blessed. Let's yeah. just say you 186. You get your blessing because you're mature. Right. You're doing the right things. You're on the right check. Yeah. But because I'm not getting these jobs, mm-hmm. I'm, man, fuck this shit. God, yeah. I don't believe in you. You done failed me. Whatever the universe, man, this is some bullshit. 
fuck praying, fuck faith. Oh God. And God watching and saying, okay, this dumbass motherfucker, yeah, yeah, he 187 is blessed. Bump his ass back. Bump his back ass back <laughs> to 220. <laughs> because he ain't getting the lesson. Right, right. Or, or look at it like this. Maybe you don't move positions. Maybe you stay at 187, yeah. but he promote 35 people ahead of you. Yeah. And then because of yeah, that, take now you back at two back something. At, you know what I'm saying? You know what I mean? Because they are getting the lesson. And right. Not. They understand it. And I feel They've like before these you. last two years of yeah. the growth that people have heard me talk about mm-hmm. on the podcast that you've actually seen yes, in my life. Indeed. That I felt like I was messing my own stuff up, bro. Mm-hmm. Like even now I have I struggle I struggle with having a spiritual faith base because I grew yeah. up as a Christian. Right. And I've after I left that. I've never committed myself to anything else, not Islam, mm-hmm. not Catholicism, not mm-hmm. anything, anyway. you know, not Hinduism, nothing. I just read now. Yeah. I read books. I know there's a higher being. When I pray, I be like, Lord, Mother Nature, universe, whoever yeah, built yeah, this, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Oshan, everything. whatever. You know what I'm saying? I just pray. <laughs> whoever to, out there. I kind of literally do how the Vikings be doing. They pray to the gods. Because mm-hmm. I know just it's more, I feel like, you know, I feel like he may be one, but he got his workers. So mm-hmm. I prayed to the guys, man, and I'd be like, Lord, help me understand this. I it didn't get this job. Clearly, it wasn't for me. Right. I don't know what your position in life for me is right now, but I'm a, I'm a, I'm a believe in what's going on. Yeah, yeah. And then thank, and then thank, and, thank God. And thank you thank for the God. opportunity yeah, and still you. being above. And Most still, Because like my mom used to tell me all the time, bro, a lot of people got money and they got riches, but they don't have their health. Mm-hmm. Nigga, we healthy. We healthy. I got a toothache right now. That's about, <laughs> and the doctor, the dentist. You don't take, even feel that. I don't even feel that. And the dentist taking care of that on Monday. Right. And right. God is, I, I got the ability to work to get this bread. Exactly. So at the end of the day, bro, I was like. There's a lot of blessings that we have. You got to learn be lesson. But we only be wanting to, I know for me, you only focus on the big ones. Of course. You don't even realize he been blessing you like this. Boom, 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 All boom, the boom. All Bro, I got, so I'm going to testify. Okay, go on, testify now. Bruh. What's your testimony? You know what I'm saying? It's church right like, now. Like, literally, I, I, was, I was talking to a friend, and I needed a certain amount of bread mm-hmm. because I had something going on, and I was like, damn, I don't think I'm going to be able to do this. And something that was going on in my life had messed that up. Mm-hmm. Bro, literally, I literally came downstairs. I sat on the couch. I prayed, and I swear, like, 15 minutes later, I got an email. It was like, ding. I looked at my phone, and it was like, bread. I said, oh. Man, this is crazy. I no, literally it's not crazy. Look, I was That's li- real but, shit. But I was literally sitting on the couch and I was like, "Man, I ain't fit to say all that." I don't. What you want me to say? You want me to say thank you? Yeah. you what, yes. You, uh, but I, that's, I'm talking to him just like that. <laughs> right, right, like what right. you want me to say? You ain't never done this before. Uh-huh. And in my head, I was like, "You ain't never believed like this before either." It's true. Come on, man. It's true. Man. Hey, man, that's a testimony. This man. is milk the food, bro. Yo, man, listen. You got to make sure you thank every situation that happens like that because that's to me that's like real, I talk to uh, shout out to Gina I talk to her about stuff like this all the time as a kid growing up I, I always believed in magic you know what I'm saying like I, I didn't you should know watch Fringe 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 oh okay but keep talking my bad no I'm just saying I, I always believed in something that was beyond us that was working in our favor. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, whatever magic Do you is. believe in alternate universes? Yeah, I believe in all that shit. So that's what I'm talking about with Fringe. They have that to where it's like you and an Earth 2. You right, Earth right, three. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you could be a better version of yourself right. or a worse version of yourself. Mm-hmm. And that's why they feel like sometimes deja vu mm-hmm. is you getting a peep into the, right. other, into side the other side of yeah. where you could possibly be mm-hmm. or who you could possibly be or better decisions to make. Yeah, yeah. I believe in that shit. It's Parallel a, universe? Yes, bro. And even Definitely. when you think about, okay, if you believe, all right, when we die, we go somewhere else. Where are you going? Mm-hmm. Do you get a second chance on life? Mm-hmm. Sometimes now, I don't even fear death, bro. I don't want to die violently. 
I don't want to die cruel and I don't want to die like recklessly. Right. But if I pass away or that time is coming, like Lord forbid, but it was like, oh, you got cancer. Now you got six months to live. I'm not going to try and go run crazy. I'm going right. to try and consume some knowledge of what the possibility of the next thing is going to be. Right. And I'm going to go into deep meditation to prepare myself for that transformation. Get, get, get connected. Because I think that's what it would be as a transformation, bro. I yeah. don't think there's no heaven or hell, if I'm being honest. Right. It's, heaven, this, heaven is what you're making and hell is what you go through. And like Dr. Umar say, every race <laughs> damn near gets their heaven on earth. Why we got to be black exactly. and wait till we get to heaven? Well, no, 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 no. Right. Exactly. And that's the thing. Like you think about the, the religious uh, education that we've been given. Obviously, that was also a tool to get us to think, oh, OK, well, I'm not going to get shit while I'm living. Hey, I got to wait till I die. That's yeah. bullshit. Yeah. No, I want my shit right now. Nah, bro. Yeah. I just been like I say, man, I just spent a lot of time thinking about how to be a better person. Mm -hmm. Like literally I dive in and I'm like, you gotta spend time with that. You got to spend time with that, bro. Even in, like I say, even um, another thing I've been doing is going to therapy. Like I say, for relationships, I'm not married. I don't have no kids or nothing. Mm -hmm. So I don't have the tools or the knowledge for these things that I'm trying to do. Right. And there's a lot of education that comes in those kind of situations as right. far as like relationships. Yeah. You learn a lot. And it's a lot of perspectives, man. I want to read. Um, so I'm reading this book and shout out to my, my therapist, Gene, man. He got, he got a vacation coming up. He was like, he coming in on the podcast. So it'll probably be somewhere between the first, the end of February, first part of March. I'm looking forward to this shit. He's baby. coming in here? Yeah, he's coming in the studio. He want to oh, get okay. on, yeah, he want to get on the mic. I was oh, like, I'll try not to cuss that much, but <laughs> yeah, he'll be here. Okay. So he he advised me to read this book or suggested me to read this book. It's called uh, Boundaries in Dayton by Dr. Henry Cloud and Dr. John Townsend, How Healthy Choices Grow Healthy Relationships. Mm -hmm. So it's a part in the book, bro. That's real shit. Where it's like in this book, in this chapter, The Seven Habits of Highly Defective Dating, Joshua Harris talks about the following negative tendencies of dating. He gave seven tips, bro. He said, dating leads to intimacy, but not necessarily to commitment. Mm -hmm. Nigga. Intimacy, not commitment. Because, I mean, if you're spending time with people, intimacy is not just sex. Right. As we already know that. Yes. So sometimes, you know, people try not to get caught up in relationships. And it's like, bro, if you're spending enough time around that person in this intimate situations, mm -hmm. it can happen. Yes. Two, he said, uh, Dayton tends to skip the friendship stage of a relationship. Dayton often makes a physical relationship for love. Dayton often isolates a couple from other vital relationships. Dating, in many cases, distracts young adults from their primary responsibility of preparing for the future. And dating, can, ca dating can cause discontentment with God's gift of singleness. Dating also creates an artificial environment for evaluating another person's character. It does. Oh, no question. Bro, so it gives these seven things and then it breaks them down and it talks about like why people are the way they are. Or he talks about one point that I like is he was like, a lot of times you'll be dating a person and because they're beautiful and they're smart and all of that, you'll think, yo, this is the one. Mm -hmm. And then you'll put a year in and you'll put a two years in and you go through experiences. Like you see when they're mad, you see when they're sad and you see how they are and you have the determining factor factors in front of you to be like, yeah, this ain't gonna work for me. Right. Some people be like, how do you walk away from a relationship you've been in for however many years? Because it's just a catalog of who this person is. And at some point, Man. I may wake up one day and be like, yo, this ain't what I want to do no more. Right. And some people stay, nigga. Oh, well, the, but again, it's, it, I think we talked about on a podcast before, the old boy George song, Time. Look, time makes lovers feel like they got something real. But you and me, you know, we got nothing but time. That's all we got. Yeah. We got no more intimacy. We got no more connection. We're not growing together. Yeah. All we got is we've been together for 17 years. That's it. But that's fucked it. And people stay for that reason. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. So you're divorced. I am. Can I ask you a few questions? Oh, God. Not nothing deep, but sure. just surface level stuff. Yeah, like surface level stuff. Like sure. the, the, the stuff where it's like when you came, when, mm -hmm. when the conclusion, when it came to that conclusion and you made the decision. Yeah. Like, I know it was hard, mm -hmm. 
But was it something in your head that clicked, like you just said, where you like, yo, I think we've, I think it's ran its course. Yeah. And then when you thought that, like, how long, if you did, how long do you did you sit in that before you acted on it? Well, I think we both, you know, I think we both got to a point where it was like, you know, we, we needed to say something because I didn't really initiate it, but I was already yeah. feeling it. Mm-hmm. So when the conversation came, it was like, yo, we really do need to talk about yeah. this. And so, you know, and I, and I, you know, I always kind of go back and, and talk to, especially when I'm talking to my kids about stuff like this. I was like, if, if we had the conversation that we had mm-hmm. at the time that we had the feeling, it would have been yeah. prior to, yeah. you know what I mean? But a lot of times we sit in it, we, we start to think about, do I need to be thinking about this differently? Do I need to be, you know, am I trying to, if am I trying to take an easy way out or yeah. do I need to put some work in to yeah. make this improve and things like that? So you go through all of those questions. But at the end, you you really know. I mean, most of the time, you know, uh, you know. Okay, so this relationship has ran its yeah. course, and we will be better off being co-parents versus or co-parenting these kids versus yeah. being in a romantic relationship. So yeah. you know, if and, and when you get to that point, you just have to make a decision. Now, of course, what creeps in is, um, oh well, you know, you got to stay together for the kids and that kind of all thing. of that, bro. And when you do that, then then what you're making a decision to do is. You're making a decision to stay together for the kids, but you're not going to work on your relationship. Yeah. So you're still going to be, you know, absent in the yeah. relationship. You're just going to be, you know, from the optics of it physically together for the kids. And that's something I cannot and do. The, and that is dangerous for the kids as well. Do you, have you ever been in a situation where, or I'll tell you, I'll tell you what I've done and you can tell me if you've done it. Mm-hmm. Like I've said before, the waiting game to where it's like, you know, it's done, but the it'll hurt the woman if you leave. Yeah. So like you said, you both, you and your wife felt it, but nobody said anything about it. Right. I know sometimes I'll feel it like that. And I'm like, I know this person feels it. And I let the woman do it. I've let the woman do it previously, like in previous relationships mm-hmm. or previous years when I was younger. I would just wait it out. And I'd be like, man, I let I would rather let a woman leave because when a woman leaves, it's like they make that decision. Doors closed. They keep it moving. Yeah. For the most part. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And they feel empowered because they made the decision. Right. But it's like when you break up with a girl, bro, it's like getting a shoe with mud off. Yeah. I mean getting a, a shoe off that got mud in it. Like it's stuck in that motherfucker like quicksand. Yeah, yeah. And, and it's and it's because I think that part of it and, and it go it can go both ways, men and women. I think that part of it is the ego. You know what I mean? Like part of it is, oh no, you ain't gonna break up with me kind of thing. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like so they don't make it easy for you to leave and all that. But I think for men and in my situation, it was more it was it was similar to that. It was mm-hmm. like I would rather, you know, because I think that if you if you come to the conclusion and you say, Hey, listen, you know, we need to do something different or break up or whatever, yeah. you know, she might not feel that way. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know that she feels that way. Yeah. So if she doesn't feel that way, then it's going to be like, well, maybe there's some pressure on me to um, try to do this relationship better. Yeah. But if she says it and you know, you're already feeling it. Now we both there. Now we can move forward, move forward with it, you know, with, with the conclusion of this, yeah. wrapping it up. You know what I mean? Man, all of this shit is difficult, bro. Yeah, man. It ain't easy. I uh, mean, you're dealing with humans. It's going to be hard. I don't like it. <laughs> I don't I don't love it but it's necessary. Some I things don't just, like it. Some things are just necessary. Deconstructing the socialism I almost burnt motherfucker. Mm-hmm. This ever, is the reality. We're going to take a quick break. We ain't breaking but I want to <laughs> I want to interject something. You have you ever um <laughs> been eating something and like soon as you start eating like maybe it's popcorn or you take a bite of a sandwich and then a sneeze start coming up and you like oh, fuck you know, this is like, going to be a problem. And then when you and you can't Curls swat, everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> You can't swallow fast <laughs> enough. You can't spit it out in the napkin. Ooh. And that shit, and it's like because you're trying not to spit it everywhere, <laughs> sometimes something may come through your nose. Yeah, and it's, and it's like, crazy. bro. And then you sit there because a lot of times it normally happens when you're by yourself. Yeah. 
Oh, well, I wouldn't say that. I think it happens. Oh, you've been you around people? I've never been around nobody. I've never been around but nobody. Grab a napkin, man. Yeah. It's about to be ugly. He's <laughs> <laughs> about to spray bro, this motherfucker. And that's what I'm saying, bro. I did this Ooh. shit and, like, been on my computer. Be, I'll bite a sandwich and then I'll be like, fuck, you want to come right now, nigga? And, I, and next thing I know, burger and shit all on my computer. Grotto Spit all over everything. The place. And you feel so all fucking the stupid. And shit. <laughs> I'll be like, man, I'm glad nobody's watching. I'm this glad shit. nobody's <laughs> watching, nigga. This is the most embarrassing shit ever right now. And you got to get up and clean that shit up, nigga. Uh, Deconstructing socialization of the male friendship. I wish there was a woman here for this. Yeah. Yeah. Shit, man, we should have called somebody. When next time something like this, tell you got a homegirl by, on standby. Yeah, on standby, yeah. Because it's, it's, really, it's really something that I think, um, you know, like as men, we have an idea of what it is to be a good male friend. Yeah. Right? But, you know, like I think that it would be more, it would be more beneficial for everybody if we were able to talk about that and then able to get the the woman's perspective on what they expect in a male friend. I think so. I can call her tease. I'm sure she'll pick up, but I don't know how to link it in here. Yeah, I yeah, think Spider yeah. would have to. You would have to call through the thing, wouldn't you? Yeah, I can do that. Just let her know that. Uh, let me text it's going to be a random two one four number. <laughs> random two one four. Because it's, I think it's important. But 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 then also though, also I think that there's some discrepancy. And, you know, the views of men and women when it comes to this, because, of course, there's all this whole thing about, well, we, we're only friends now because we can't be anything more. Yeah. But, you know, I'm going to hang in there as a good friend until the situation changes and then I'm going to shoot my shot. But I think I think um, I think and I, I'm going to say a number over the mic, but I'll just have to delete I, it. I out. have it unless she's changed. OK, cool. She hasn't. But give me one. So I'm just waiting for her to respond. But I, I, this is an amazing topic, bro. Mm. Because like you said, I think it's important also to ask a woman because of the tougher relationships or the way to break the norms of what people think is is having the opposite one. She said, go ahead, Spider. All right. <laughs> yeah, that's and this is how we learn. I've learned I've learned most of my uh, relationship gems. I've learned them more from women. Yeah. I haven't learned a lot about real relationships, like deep relationship stuff yeah. from guys. And it's good. I mean, you, man, we, we <laughs> got to get those perspectives. But I think it's important to have the guy friendships too, bro. And, and let me see, deconstructed the socialization of, but I don't know what the socialization, like what people are, are, are talking about when it comes to men, though. Please well, leave your message. But that's what I'm talking two, about. Like, one, hold on. You know, when, it talk, when you talk about um, like the male friendship, like a male friendship with a woman yeah. is what we're talking about. So it's like, okay, again, we have a perspective of, you know, what is it to be a, a good, like we could talk, we could have yeah. a conversation right now about what makes you a good guy friend. I feel like I'm there. Like I'm available. Yeah. I'm consistent. Mm -hmm. If you need money and you can, I, like people have been able to come to me. She said, now nah, she'll, she'll answer. Right. But um, when you need money, you can come to me. Yeah. Also, you can confide in me, bro. Like if you tell me something, I'm not going to go tell somebody. Right. And when I say I'm not going to go tell somebody, I mean like if you tell me something and you say don't tell nobody else, I ain't going to go tell my girlfriend because right. you told me not to tell nobody. Nobody. Hello. What's good, man? <laughs> Nothing much. We got a question for you real quick. Right. Frank wanted to ask you a question, and he wanted a woman's opinion on it. Hey, Artesia. Okay. Hey. So, so we were talking about uh, one of our topics was deconstructing the socialization of the male friendship with a woman. And so, like I was saying, we, we have our views about what, what makes us good, good guy friends. But I was like, man, I mm -hmm. wish we had a woman in here to get a perspective. So what we want to know from you is, in your opinion, because you're one woman and you're a Gemini, um, in your view, what makes, like, what are your checkboxes for a true good male friend? Oh, okay. What are your needs? What are your needs? Um, 
The, mainly, the only need is for them not to be hitting on me or making <laughs> inappropriate comments, um, because that's how I tell if we are truly just friends. Right. So that's my primary thing. Outside of that, everything else is just like what I would look for in any friend. Can I depend on you? Can I trust you? Um, you know, are you there for me? Do you provide good advice? Are we, do we share similarities mm -hmm. in terms of like where we're headed in life, things that we're doing and the things that we may not agree on? Are we able to have a respectful conversation about it? Okay. Okay. But it seems as simple. far as like the male dynamic, as long as you're not hitting on me or making inappropriate comments, and then especially like when we hang out, if there's alcohol involved, that's typically how you can tell if uh, they're really a friend or not. Let, that nigga, let that, that nigga cop a feel, man. Right? <laughs> okay, so no. now okay, I have, no, a, I have no, a follow no real up talk. Question. I agree. Okay, so I have no, a follow because up question. For me, oh, no, go ahead. Okay, go ahead. No, 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 go ahead. No, I was just going to say, even if you start doing that, that changes the dynamic. Oh, of the no, for sure. It's I'm just really joking. just a friendship. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. So, so what I was going to ask is, um, so now would you consider, now it's just me asking you a question now. Would you, con would, are you the type of person or do you know situations where say women are friends with guys because at the time the guy's not available, right? So we can be friends and we can be cool and we can stay in our friendship lane. But as soon as the guy becomes available, that dynamic changes like right away. Do you know some people, some women who might stay in that friendship role because they can't be anything more to the guy at the time? Oh, yeah. It's always somebody waiting in the wings. <laughs> okay, but you don't have a problem with that, though, right? As long as it's appropriate. As long as it's appropriate. Okay. Just know it's no coming back from that. Like, once you step outside oh, of that yeah. lane, it's no, it's no coming back from that. So wait a minute, wait, 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 nah, bro, right, now, did, wait a minute, nah, wait, 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 hold up. I did that same thing, bro. I remember dating a homegirl, uh, bro. I mean, I didn't even date the girl, and I told Arteza this story. Yeah. But I remember in high school, bro. You remember when um, Brown Sugar came out? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I oh yeah, that was a dangerous yeah. movie. So my homegirl asked me to go to the movies to go see it because we was cool like them. So we in the movies. I put there was some know, messages. Yeah, going she on, leaned man. on my shoulder. I uh, gave her my jacket. I put my arm around her. I'm thinking like, yo, this kind of like dating. This yeah, is yeah. Brown Sugar shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm Tay Diggs. And you watching Brown Sugar? We and you invited me. Here. Okay, bro. Literally a week, uh, maybe a couple weeks later, nigga. I remember telling, I was like, man, you know, I like you, and I've always liked you. I was wondering if we could, you know, just see where to go. Yeah, nigga. Instantly, she said, Anthony, get out of my house. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> and I swear, it's over ten years. We probably talked twice, dog. It fucked the whole dynamic up. Even now, she'll yeah. reach out to me every now and again, and like I said, Ortiz, you know who I'm talking about. And like, mm -hmm. she'll reach out to me now. <laughs> get out of my house. Get out of my house, nigga. Oh my god. <laughs> And she literally like that we talked, yeah, and we talked about it for the first time like four years ago. Mm -hmm. And she was like, "You ruined our friendship when you did that." Oh man! And now she said she liked me too, but she was like, "I just wasn't gonna do that." Right. But yeah, she was yeah. like, "She's like it ruined our friendship." And I get so that's why I say very, I do understand what she's saying. Right. So it's not yeah, it's not it's, really it's not really just it's not really cut and dry though. No, it's not. It's tricky. No. It's tricky. I'm glad you said it. <laughs> It is. It's not. It's, it's very few spaces where women can feel space in our friendship, and yeah. that's important first and foremost. Sorry. Right, and and you know what, and and so that's why as, they always hanging with gay men. Yeah. So as, as Anthony and I were talking about, you know, like what makes us good guy friends, like that's what I lead with. Like what I lead with is, can this woman be safe around me? Can this woman not catch me trying to? peep you know what i'm saying see what a boot booty look like or catch me trying to fantasize about her in her presence and all that like that's how i get women 
to be friends. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Because I don't, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to behave towards them like other single like guys other behave do. towards them. You know what I'm saying? So that's, I think it's very important to create the safe environment for there to be a friendship. So then they don't start looking at you like that. And then, like I told Artesia before, you want to test a motherfucker to see if he like you. Stop talking to him about another guy and see how he react. And see how he react. Yes. Oh, yeah. 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 While we got you on the phone, man, we might as well, because Frank hasn't watched you people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Tell them like what what was your favorite part in the movie? Because I know when you told me about it, I, you know I was trying to watch it and, and and catch certain things, and it was several things that jumped out to me. Like I, I was telling her, I love the Holocaust scenario. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Where yeah, that came. dinner discussion. Go ahead, you got it. No, that's that was I think that was one of my favorite parts was that dinner discussion and the comparison between what happened um, with the Jews to slavery. Because I think that was a very important conversation. I like the way that they kind of, you know, shared the the facts, yeah. but it was kind of in a funny dynamic. Funny so that was like an easy way to digest the truth. Yeah. Yeah. It's important. Cause my whole thing was, I was like, people like the Jews, like we get it, you know what I'm saying? But it's like, everybody acts like slavery didn't exist. And then, like Eddie Murphy said in the movie, like y'all benefited from it. Y'all got y'all forty acres and a, a mule. And more niggas than that. won't niggas won't even talk about y'all. Mm-hmm. But people still disrespect black people with mm-hmm. derogatory terms. But if somebody even jokes about anything, it's anti-Semitic. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Yes. So they were just trying to bring that home to where it's like, why do y'all get this much treatment and then we don't? Right. And then not being funny, not only the, the real reason, bro, they look white. You don't even know a person a Jew for the most part unless they tell you something. Mm. And you're like, oh, okay. Depends. You just, yeah, it depends. You're they, in Brooklyn. Yeah, they, yeah, they, they noses and all, and the way they hats talk and, and, and hats. Yeah, yeah, you understand that. But it's like some people, it's just now you just look like, all right, half the population that may be white may be Jewish mm-hmm. or Catholic. Mm-hmm. You got a benefit because of your color of your skin. They forgot about you. Right. Type thing. But. Yeah, but uh, that's all we got for you, man. I ain't going to hold you up on a Saturday. You're not here, but what I will tell you is maybe we'll call you more because you talk like a motherfucker when we get you on the phone, but in the studio, <laughs> nigga is me. You know, I just... You, you on your you on your Rudy like, you on your Rudy shit in here. You hear you. Hear, you hear. <laughs> I don't like being seen. Okay, no, okay. The voice. Okay, got you. Well, next time coming here with one of them Kanye heads or right. Kanye masks, just sit <laughs> right looking like know, Kodak Black. What's that TV show where they be like the motherfuckers be singing in costumes? Right. Yeah, yeah coming here like that. Nobody will know you. You know what I'm saying? Come in dressed like Batman and shit. Right. With the mask and everything. Right. Do your no, thing. Cat, Catwoman. 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 Yeah. She look better. At Catwoman. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, now nah, we appreciate you. Uh, all right. All right bye. Before we got on, bro, we were talking about AOL was wild, but IG is normal. Mm-hmm. And I, I told Spider, I said, the reason I feel that way is because if anybody used dial-up back in the day, I feel like AOL was more dangerous because you only got 18F Maryland, meaning 18 female in Maryland. Right. And 18 when years you, old. And when you saw a female, you just dived in. What? You know, yes. And this is why it's dangerous. It's not dangerous. It's actually a beautiful thing, but it is dangerous because when you see that, right? Okay, so this is the pieces of information you have. That's it. What you've been given. She's 18. She's yeah. a female. She's in Maryland. Yeah. I don't, it didn't have race or nothing like no, that. No, I don't have no. Okay. Did it have race, Spider? I think. It, uh, I think it got to a point. Maybe. Yeah, I think it got to a point where, yeah, it would because it would be like 18 black or 18 white or uh-huh. whatever female. Yeah. 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 But, but the thing is. Um, you know, as we're constructed as these supercomputers, we're going to fill in the rest of the information. What we want it to be. Right. What we want it to be based on the conversation yeah. and things like that. Because if we keep going with the conversation, oh, we, yeah, we're going to create our own we're gonna story. Create we're going to create our own visual. Yeah. <laughs> which is cool. Hey. 
But if you know, I was uh, I was actually saying that shit on, on the IG stories the other day. The only time I ever like talked to a chick in high school, I, I hate it. Her name was Mercedes. The yeah. only time I ever talked to a chick in high school before I actually met her was this chick named Mercedes, and she, you know, like it was my it was my cousin's girlfriend's homegirl. Yeah. You should date my friend or whatever. Yeah. It's funny. I did this whole thing on fucking IG stories, <laughs> but uh, but I so I met her. On the um on the phone, we yeah. talked on the phone. She was Mercedes. She sounded cute, right? I never got a picture. That's the thing, nothing that like that, yeah, right? Back in them days, and then I and then and then I met her because like the 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 bas- my basketball team was playing a team in her city. I was like, yo, you should come to the game. Yeah. And this was like a powerhouse that we was playing, and they was really good. But yeah. my senior year, we beat their ass. So we beat their ass, and she was in the stands. I didn't know she was in the stands until after the game yeah. when we was wilding, and she came down, and I was like, ah, uh, yeah. Well, when, it don't be what it is, bro. I was like, come on, man. You're supposed yeah. to be dope. But the one I met in Tennessee when I was on AL, bro, like we, I'm talking about, it. I think we probably was on AOL Tennessee? for like two weeks, nigga. I'm still cool with her now. If she mm-hmm. listening to, I think it was caramel something, caramel <laughs> sexy something, bro. And like not being funny, when we took it from AOL to running up my mom's phone bill, <laughs> she would always talk about giving head with caramel and all this. Oh. I'm like, Oh, that was her nickname. Too? That was her nickname on Ooh, that thing. So you know, dangerous. I'm young and I'm just like, yeah, man. Tell me all these no good deeds. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and then it's like as we got older, and then they start creating Facebook yeah. and social media. Now you can we see lost contact. Oh, really? But she found me one day because we did know each other's name. That ain't all we did. We didn't right. just be on the phone talking sex. Like we literally. It's okay. Came. That's what you did. No, it we, it started that way because that's what it, <laughs> you know. I'm nasty and I was a teenager. But literally, when we started talking on the phone, bro, we built a friendship. Yeah. And now, like I say, I still know her to this day. Like she's married now with three kids, doing well. You know what I'm saying? Shout out, Becca. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but shout out, Becca. You know what I'm saying? But we don't even talk like that. But it's like I just now we just see each other social media. Okay. But AOL is dangerous because it's like, bro, that could have went so many other ways, dog. Yeah. And like you say, bro, sometimes I, I I don't think I've ever did the blind date thing. Yeah, no. But I heard a lot of people talk about it back in the day, mm-hmm. where you meet a girl and it's like, yo, let's meet in person. Yeah. But you got to imagine, niggas, yeah, you was getting tricked on L, you getting tricked now. Exactly. You see a bitch you and you still see like that a motherfucker. But even, not even catfish, nigga, you can see it with all these filters and people posting old pictures of themselves in high resolution to or where you don't know face. if it was, bro. Or just the shit like this. Yeah. And then you see them and they like that. <laughs> Nah, bro. Yeah, I need a full body. Everybody's doing angles, even with a certain, everybody, bro. Yeah. But the thing about it is, a motherfucker can do a full body, but they got suits and girdles, yeah. oh. like maximum girdles. Yeah, yeah, like the shit, like Will Smith and motherfucking. Uh, was it was it Tisha Campbell or Neil Long? And what? 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 what she was taking off all her shit. I think it was Tisha Campbell. Oh yeah, yeah. And, like uh, uh, Fresh Fake, Prince. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's the thing. So, bro. and I look at that and I'm like, okay, so if you got a chick who. Who, and, and listen, shout out to anybody, any chick who wears girdles and wears spanks or whatever. Shout out to you. I ain't shout out to no you. girl with no girdle. I'm saying, but I see these commercials and I'm like, damn, this shit looks snatched like a motherfucker. Snatched. So imagine you meet a chick in the Trickery, club man. who got all of this shit and then you start to break the shit down and it's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah. That's who not the, are you? Yeah, exactly. Like that that would be a difficult decision because then you know how dudes is. But like, well, shit, I'm here. I might as well fuck. You, yeah. <laughs> Right? And yeah. then you be mad at yourself. But I ain't the next trying to day. fuck with nobody with a girdle, man. I mean, come on. You, they take that girdle off. It look like somebody in hog tie. Yeah, Blake, wait. You got all these things. All these things. You got, these, back. You got the bruises. <laughs> Your blood done clotted up. 
Yeah, look at shout out to the women, man. Y'all do a lot. Y'all do a lot. Y'all do a lot. And some of it we can appreciate. Exactly. But some of it, man, y'all but, gotta let that shit fly. Yeah, man. I mean, I'm saying I need to know the real you. Yo. Like I've always felt like that. Like I no, I can man. deal with a whatever whatever it is that you is. If I if I got love for you, Damn. then I got love for they you. They got women online peeling their scalp off, like with these quick weeds. Like and some oh of these girls God. got their they got their hair done under this yeah. braided. But it's like I don't want no fakeness where you got your hair braided and you put a cap on that got a full head of hair that you done style pre put on. Right. It's a lot. Nah, bro. It's a lot of pressure on women out there. I don't want to shout out to the women. I remember dating a girl one time and literally, bro, we dated for a little bit. And first time she spent a night with me, I woke, she, I guess she had took her make off, makeup off before bed, but it was dark already, you know? And she came, got back in the bed. And like when I woke up the next morning, I woke up and I, she was sleep and I looked at her and I woke up I said what happened uh, who are you I was 26 so I didn't give you think I y'all think a motherfucker's honest <laughs> bro at 26 I was raw I woke up I was like yo this ain't what you, you didn't come to bed when no, we no. was out last night this is not what I was out not with not at all I'm sorry oh this gotta you know hey look to each his own bow I'm right. out to, to each his own. Yeah. But yeah, I, I got you the, should I got look the, that different. Yeah, I need to wake up with the person that I went to bed with. Nigga, from that day forward, I don't think I dated another woman who wore a lot of makeup or none of that. I like women who don't really need it, don't wear it. And, and if you wear it, it's it, yeah. stuff. And if you wear it like the basics. Let it be an enhancement. Like, that's I, what it's supposed to be. I don't want you wearing so much to where when you take it off, you got dark spots under your eyes. You know why? Because, you're, you're, because you're beautiful the way you are. You're that's be- what we're trying to say. That's what we're trying to we, say. You, you are beautiful. Let us, like, I ain't, I ain't have, I don't got no problem hey. with the, I have these conversations with my daughter, right? So you I'm, got to. I'm learning. I, I understand that there are certain things out there that are, are, are designed to enhance, to enhance, you. enhance your yeah. beauty. But putting a whole mask on to where you don't even look nothing like you really look. Yeah. Come on now. That's not enhancing your beauty. That's covering up. It's covering up. Let's not do that. And that's they actually like, have makeup called cover up. Yeah. I don't know what it's for. And enhan- I know it's called cover enhancement. Up. Like if you want to get a little blood flow, take a pill. Put a cock ring on. Don't go get a whole shaft and strap on and put the <laughs> and walk around with that bitch and false advertise. That's false advertise because guys can he do got, that too, yeah, right? And he got to take that motherfucker or off the, when it's time to get out. Or the or the ab the ab shirt. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Come See, on, because guys got the shit too. But you think I ain't thought about putting on an ab shirt? I ain't putting on no ab shirt. I'm just saying. You think I ain't never thought about putting on like a Batman suit with the fucking abs the and abs shit? And yeah. Put your work shirt on. Right. Over. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> You think I'm saying? You think uh, I ain't thought about that? Ooh, I laugh. And I just thought about it. I don't know what Spider gave me, but I laughed and that shit activated, nigga. I said, woo, let no me more come t- down. No more to think. <laughs> God damn. Oh I need to get goodness. me one of them. Woo. No, you don't. But no, nah, I don't. But no, for real, bro, it's like literally dudes wearing strap-ons, showing girth and length, and they ain't got that. What would you do if a nigga did that? That's the equivalent of that's just false That's the equivalent of me having a beautiful woman who's naturally beautiful, and then she like, oh, he got a nice body. But when I get home, I take off that the, the abs, abs and chest. Yeah. I go take off the dangling. You know what I'm saying? Now what you got? I take off three pair of socks, making my shoes look like <laughs> I'm wearing a size 13. I do all of that, or I take off my Timberlands, making Ooh, me look like I'm six right. two. Exactly, bro. Yeah. That's so we both average. we both do it. We both guilty. Men and women both guilty, of but this. I don't think it's a lot. I don't think it's as many of us doing that shit. Yeah, than yeah. they doing it. Yeah, so no, the strap on. I don't false want false advertising. Dudes what? do that. I've heard about with it. with the fucking sweatpants and shit. Yeah, bro, I've heard about it. I guess so. Because I mean, you literally can. I mean, I don't know when I'm on the websites buying toys to do what I do. Mm-hmm. I don't be buying that shit, but it, you see that shit. Okay, where you can literally put like a belt on, 
and if you only got a four inch dick, it'll be like you got an eight inch dick and you it got a four inch gap in it to oh. put your little weenie in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then strap it on and you can walk around with it. But some niggas all they want to do is false advertise because they know they ain't got shit. Right. Yeah. Interesting. See, well, I, I was okay, so now I'm a, it's a vulnerable moment, right? Yeah, let's this, have this it. This is a vulnerable moment. We're on the other side of milk the food. Now that's the reality is we already did the first hour. Yeah, it's a vulnerable moment. Um, you know, my, my, my joint is really not big when I'm not erect. Well, it ain't well, you know, some people are growers and shores. Yeah, so I'm a grower. Yeah. Yeah, I me think too. we established this. Yeah, before. me too. Yeah, I mean, my shit is, you know. I'm thankful to, to be a, a grower. I would prefer. I don't want to walk around with what I got hanging on the side of my pants when I sit down, <laughs> Yeah, when I pull them up, especially wearing skinny jeans, the shit got to go where you go. Right. No. I don't want to have to tuck my shit away. No. Like, I'm, thankfully, I don't have to tuck my shit away when I put my pants on. Yeah. But if, if, I, if I catch a wind... You know what I mean? It start that, growing. It, cut, it might it, be a problem. It cut through. It cut through the goddamn. You cut through your briefs. <laughs> yeah, that's that's why I don't wear briefs no more. That's that why bitch should be hanging out. Gotta that be. That's what I'm saying, bro. Boxes only, bro. If I wear boxer briefs, if I wear motherfucking slacks, I've said it before. <laughs> if I wear slacks, I have to wear like the tightest. Yeah, I have to wear the tightest underwear I can. Curl that motherfucker. Curl it. In. <laughs> and keep that shit on, because if that bitch grow the word direct with left or right where he's it's supposed to be, out the leg. Hey. Somebody, hey, we talking funny, bitch. That's uncomfortable. Hey, we talking pocket pool. That's uncomfortable. Hey, I don't like to be seen. Me neither. I mean, unless it's time to be and seen. Unless it's time to be seen. Yeah, I don't want you checking me out. Now, if I'm about, at the house with my lady, okay, I, nah, I ain't gonna even lie. If I'm at the house with my lady, like if I'm, she say she coming through, I might wear something on purpose to where oh, yeah. you see this motherfucker. But that's different. But that's for her. That's for her. It ain't me going out being like, yo, I'm gonna yeah, wear let these me go jeans. to Walmart. Yeah, <laughs> Let me wear these things. Yeah. And it's certain shit that you, when your woman sees, she can be like, nigga, them for the house only. Yeah, you're doing too much. It's for the house. Yeah, you're doing you too You think you're going out with some gray sweats, the thinnest gray sweatpants? <laughs> you better go get some of them thick-ass joggers from right. Walmart, nigga. Exactly. Where they ain't going to see the nothing. Off-bread the off The off shit. Where it's so much frumples, they ain't going to know if right. it's a dick or a pleat. <laughs> a pleat. Not a pleat. A pleat, nigga. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Man, we're okay. going to take a quick break. I don't know. What song you want to go out to? We're going to take a quick break. Oh, uh, let's You know what? Let's go with Since Express you Yourself, NWA, man. Okay. NWA. Because West Coast didn't get no love with the 50, the hip-hop shit. Man, I missed the Grammys. I didn't even get to see it. Well, I didn't watch it, but I, I watched the, the, the little highlights and shit. Yeah. Yeah. Doing all this dope producing, you ain't had yeah. a chance to show what time it is. What time it is? I'm expressing with my full capability. I do like when they rap Dial with this beat. Yeah, this is Dre right here. You know what I mean? Somebody wrote it, but it's still Dre, goddammit. <laughs> my behavior is hereditary. I remember that shit, boy. Blame it on Ice Cube. Add it on a dope beat. And it'll make you think. Some suckers just tickle me to my stomach cause they don't flow like this one you know what I won't hesitate to this one or two before when this one is over spider I want to play uh, Kendrick Lamar Father Time and I'll explain why makes it acapella I still express yo I don't smoke weed or sex and then the motherfucker came up with the chronic right and brain damage on the mic don't manage 